Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. So, Barney, you've been, uh, you're still doing your running. You went for a big run the other day, didn't you? You went from wherever you live uh, all the way up into North London. Collendale. Collendale. Up Tottridge where all the nice <clears throat> houses are. Yeah, and, and you had a, a realisation at some point. That's a fucking long way, <laughs> man. I, I'm quite a 
positive and quite determined. Anyone that knows me knows that I like to get things done. And um, I, at the end of it, I was feeling quite down and depressed. That it's fucking long way. Uh, when you was running, you came to the realization that twenty six point two miles is fucking slept yeah when I was out in Elstree and just all I could see was another hill and the forest and like fucking cows and stuff and I was just like I want to go home but there was I couldn't get home I, I could have called an Uber but I was just like no no mm. so I, how I, far I was that how, how, how many miles in was you at that point um, I reckon I was about 15 to 16 miles in and you did about 20 in total yeah 21 <sighs> have, you, have you studied the London Marathon route apparently it's flat it's next to the river that's all I heard that it's flat um, you know, you mentioned about you being quite a determined person. We know that from playing football with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, shouts a lot. Yeah, he gets quite. He's one of the ones that get quite aggressive. One of the ones that spoil the fun. Some might say. I don't know. Everyone. I turn, said he spoils the fun. People turn up to play football because they want to win. Not it's people that turn up just want to kick around and have some fun that get on my nerves. I like to play football, and the purpose of playing football is to win. You know, for some people, it's just a, a little runabout. It is a runabout. For <laughs> they can fuck off. They can get to the gym <laughs> and not play a competitive sport. For fuck's sake, it's not a competitive sport. You're not winning anything at the end of it. You win respect. I like to win. I'd what, like to win have you ever found? Have you ever been annoyed in the sack where you feel like the other uh, the other person in the sack hasn't, isn't pulling their weight? <laughs> no, come on. Sex is one of those things that, especially as men, that we're always pretty happy at the end. Regardless of what happens, I don't know. I, I'm quite. I, I, it's quite important to me that the other person's making an effort, not just lying there like a plank of wood. Not that that's happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. I find a sex. The other person has to enjoy it. I'm a bit like, <laughs> yeah, otherwise, yeah. I've been like that in football too. I like, I like everyone to enjoy themselves and on a football winning. pitch. And, you and I don't think. I, I don't see a point. I think you should you should join a league if you want to win. Because right. you're, not, you're not receiving any. So I tried to pull us away from the football chat into the sex chat, and, you, and you've pulled us back there. So let, let's let's crack on with the uh, podcast. It's season six, episode forty of the Fighting Cop Podcast. We are sponsored by Bet on Brazil for another couple of weeks. Uh, if you fancy a bet with these lot, you can pay sixty quid. They'll match your offer if you put in TFC sixty when you sign up. Uh, they also have an app, happy hour open which is between five and six, and they offer the best, <clears throat> best odds on the internet. Burnley away. When I first saw this fixture, after the kind of Liverpool game where we kind of our running was kind of kind until Arsenal at home, you'd say. Burnley was one of the ones that you kind of dismiss with it, but very difficult place to go, um, and we have to go there. So they've lost, what, one game? or Are they unbeaten at home? Arsenal beat them with a handball. I think Chelsea beat them too. No, Chelsea drew Chelsea one all. Drew, yeah. yeah. I quite like I quite like the Burnley game because it, I don't know it makes me think of the sixties team. I, Burnley's one of those classic football teams, you know, that um, were good back in the day. Then they just disappeared off the map. And I quite like the fact that they're back in the Premier League. Mm. And it's um, I find it a more interesting place to go than somewhere like Sunderland and all these other kind of shitty clubs. Uh, they've won the league more times than us, Sunderland. That depresses me. Fuck. Should say have they really? Yeah. How many times they won it? Oh, well, Huddersfield have won it more than us. But they've won it all in one, all in three years, and that's it. Well, they've done, yeah, three wins and the bounces. Yeah. Has anyone ever replicated Man United, did it, didn't they? Yeah, 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Um, all right, it's not fucking yeah. brainbusters. Do you know why I knew that? Because Arsenal won the double, and then it didn't. Arsenal have never ever defended a league title. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Nor have we, though. Yeah, but they've won it 13 times. They should have defended it among all those wins. So we've got the moral high ground somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a really difficult place to go. I'm, I'm here with T, sorry, T and Barty. Haven't, uh, didn't, you probably guessed Hello. it. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, lads? It's not bad. Yeah, sore, still sore. 
Yeah, so you have to keep going for massages, didn't you? Yeah, well, I've got um, I've got a pre-marathon massage booked in and a post one, but I was fucking heartbroken. Alison, my masseuse, rang me up to tell me Gerard would be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the word you think wanted a little bit. Yeah, of course she did. Oh but... uh, yeah, what you're in the sexual tension so high that she she buoyed it off. I think she's probably had to like fully book herself. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to say something really you know, like, um, say Odysseus when he gets on the boat and he goes past the sirens he has to tie himself to the mast so he doesn't go to the women so she's had to lock herself in the room Who's, what was that? Odysseus? yeah I was I was, no, that's, I was too high brow is it some geek shit? no it's not it's that fucking Homer the Iliad Okay. Anyway, sorry. That's really deep, bro. <laughs> yeah, that, did you read it at school? Because that's the only time anyone reads Homer. Uh, I read it at school and I... I kept, read it again kept, for fun. Kept the breast of it, yeah. Nice, breast. <laughs> Homer, <laughs> Homer in the Iliad, fuck me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what was you going to say, T? Oh, I thought you something about Alison, but we've moved on from that now. Um, no, no, I, don't I actually want to know what your thoughts on Alison now. Was it probably at home when out? Brilliant. <laughs> but about Burnley, um, <laughs> I don't think we've ever won. I don't think we've won at Turf Moor since the Premier League became a thing. Do you remember uh, Ben Anwick's performance at Turf Moor? Yep, he had an absolute plane crash of a game. <laughs> cock, cock, cock. Um, cup game, wasn't it? Yeah, semi final. Yeah, semi final. I think um, our regular goalie was going. Must have been injured for some reason or suspended. Mm. Oh, that game was weird. We we lost, but the one the second leg. Four one minute while I don't no, think we, was it Gomez. I think Robinson was still in goal then, wasn't it? No, 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 no. no. Because um, was this two thousand and nine? Pavlichenko scored two late yes. goals. Yeah, because if it was if Three it two. finished after ninety mm, minutes, yeah. they did this weird rule. If it was even after full time, they'd play on extra time. Right, some weird rule, and they got us through. Um, yeah, very difficult team to break down up there. Uh, yeah. Good defensive record. Obviously, they've got Keane, who's been in the England scene, had two good, decent performances for England. Yeah, I saw um, an old tweet from Ferdinand saying um, Stones, Dyer, and Keane are the future of, of the English defence. He said this in 2015. And wow. the first reply was a gooner saying Callum Chambers is better than Eric Dyer. <laughs> and, I looked, and I had to favourite it. I thought, you know, a passive aggression here. Yeah. I'm going to favourite that because he's fucking dreadful. <laughs> well, he plays for. Does it get in the Middlesbrough side now, does he? Um, Chambers? I think so. Um, yeah, they spent a lot of money on him and he hasn't quite worked out. Not at all, no. <laughs> but, um, but no, it's, it's a tough place to go. And I'm not going to say all the cliches. Hopefully, our players come up from international duty unscathed and we can put our good enough side to, to get the win. Well, let's not go beat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Keane and, and me as well, both of those have, have been brilliant in defence for, for Burnley this... And I, I think it's, it's they're, they're, they're massively competent at defending and soaking up pressure. They've done that brilliantly against Liverpool and um, Chelsea couldn't break them down easily. They really struggled and it's going to be a difficult game. Any Spurs fan going into this thinking that we're going to walk it is in for a shock, I think. They gave us a tough game at home as well. They're, um, you know, they're a direct, strong team. And um, obviously, Ashley Barnes is a dirty little fuck as well. He was the one that... Um, we I were linked with him in his early days. I think he played for Derby, didn't he? I mean, that's Giles Barnes, I think. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> played for Jamaica. <laughs> <Giles> Barnes, right. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, they're tough, they're dirty. And um, I think this will be a game for someone like Sissoko, someone just to kind of like bundle his way through it and just get across in, like he kind of did in the home, in the home match. Yeah. Um, obviously, our Arsenal Man City... And uh, also a late win by handball, I think. Yeah, Kashani. Kashani, mm-hmm. yeah, Man City. Um, don't know why I'm talking about Man City. Um, uh, the fucking, what are we talking about? Uh, Liverpool went there, uh, had, had something like 81% p- yeah. possession, yep. lost 2 0. So, I mean, those teams are kind of dangerous for any 
kind of ball playing possession based team to to go out and try and win against. So yeah, it's going to be a frustrating nine minutes thing unless we score early, unless we can kind of get yeah. up there, you know, play out, play the way we want to play and, and not get hit on the break. I think that's kind of what we're looking at in there for, for the Burnley game. Going hard. Start strong, score early goal, take the onus away from them, and make them have to come out and chase it. I think their possession stats at home are like even lower than Leicester's was last last season. Yeah, they just don't care about having the ball, so we've got to make sure we use it properly when we got it. Uh, Arsenal, Man City are playing the same day, which means they can't both win. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think in the circumstances, a logical person might say, "Well, if Arsenal beat Man City, that's better for Tottenham." But I don't want that. Fuck no, never want that. No. So, a draw no no I don't want getting stomped I yeah. don't want to draw yeah to yeah. get them stomped it's fine I mean if they, they lose that if we manage to get Burnley that's 12 12 points yeah, I think at this stage in the season 12 points is too much even for Arsenal and Spurs yeah it's too much at this stage T it's a big fucking win we haven't even got that yet in, the, nine. in, in the second half we're going to talk a bit more in depth okay all right, oh, no we're not You've got rid of it. Oh, have I? But yeah, St. Tottenham and the day, they're saying that this oh, might well, be the year it dies. Oh, we discussed it last week as well. But got oh, yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the... Um, yeah, it's... I think if we win and Man City uh, beat Arsenal, then we don't have to worry about Arsenal for the first time in 26 years. <sighs> Ever again. I can't. Ever again? Ever again. What are you saying? They're done. Over. I don't think they're done. done. What you mean the, the Arsenal Football Club are not as uh, uh, as we understand them to be a, a no more? Yeah, I, I've got a funny feeling that this this could be their this, this is the edge of the cliff. For them. <laughs> <laughs> what, are they the Rope Spiders? No, I'm not fucking <laughs> That blog I wrote, even though it was like four years ago, it was, you know, it was just a little bit early. <laughs> Sorry, which is what? Go on. I wrote that um, when we beat Arsenal at home, I think it was the year Lennon and Bale scored that. That was it. Arsenal were done. They were finished. Is this? And they is were never coming back. The fighting cock. Yeah, it's still there. It's still on not, the road. Case of manager all the time. Yeah, Case always brings <laughs> it up. <laughs> Whenever I make an Arsenal prediction, he goes, "Are they on the ropes, buddy?" Oh yeah, and also, I mean, there's loads. Pickford was shit. Um, <laughs> Pickford is shit. He's not. He's not shit. He's not. Well, he's not good. He's better than Donnarumma. I don't think so. He's all. He's all right. He's he's a decent. But he, you know, no, no. Your problem, buddy, is that you're so you're so definitive. <laughs> the thing is, Pickford's playing for a team where he gets a lot of shots at him. And I don't care about Pickford. I'm saying you've got track, a track record for doing this shit. I get it right you, a lot. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> no get one it wrong remembers all the time. I remember. Well, Give I, us one example where you've put your nuts on the line and got it right. When I said that I would, I don't want Newcastle to be relegated because we'll go up there, they'll have nothing to play for, and they'll beat us. But that didn't happen. They, they smashed us five one. That does not get something right, though, is I it? You've predicted it. something. <laughs> predicted it. <laughs> <laughs> sake. Uh, but you know you got to, you, Arsenal are done though. <laughs> they're I don't, I don't think they are. No, they're I, not. They're, they're got, I've got this fear. No club with that amount of money is ever going to be done. No, I agree. But um, as a title-winning thing, I, I, I think they've got serious problems. I can't see it in them putting like a ten-game winning streak together. Is Allegri likely to go over there? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Could you see him? Is he a good manager? He's he's a lot better than I thought he is. I thought he would struggle at Juve, but he's taken him on to the next level. He's um, learned English. He's keen. He wants to come. I think he wants to come to the Premier League. Mm. And after the success of like Ranieri, Conte, then I can't see him not coming. He doesn't bring Dibolo with him, does he? No, no way. I think the issue that Arsenal have is that they wanted Klopp and they wanted Guardiola, 
and they both went to other teams. So I don't think they want to miss the boat with um, with Allegri. So we'll see. So I think if, if Allegri's available, they'll they'll probably want to take him. Fuck them anyway. Fuck them in their asses. Predictions for the Burnley game. One one. Oh, two nil Spurs. I'm going to go two nil Spurs too. I hope he does tonight. Uh, so obviously there's no football to talk about. So we thought we we're going to punctuate the the, the rest of the uh, the uh, this episode of the Fighting Cock with different talking points, uh, things that appeared on our blog, uh, funny questions that are coming from the audience. There's our news and articles section, uh, and other bits and pieces, questions from the audience. So we're going to kind of pace our way through this, and uh, we'll cover a lot of subjects and and see how we get on. Anyway, so a couple of blogs that went up um, is a last a final visit to White Hart Lane. Uh, from Taxi for Mycon explain that T because oh, I don't know what, to talk about. <laughs> what is it um, his dad who was a regular in the 60s I think he saw us win the league yeah. um, he came back from Millwall for one last game at White Hart Lane and then the way he described um, I mean he, I think they walked down Tottenham High Road and he said you know I went to that pub there I was born in that room there so it's quite a trip down memory lane and um, I think he feels the way a lot of people feel that this is the end you know, this is the end. Sorry, so his dad was going. He went to White Hart Lane from um, back in the sixties, and, and he went and he to hadn't Millwall. Been going for a long time, yeah, and he went to Millwall as a, as, his, as his last game. Right, cause, so because he's had enough of uh, of football, it was it's well, not for I, him I anymore. I don't know if he's just not as old. I think he's just you know a bit older now, and just. And why did he choose Millwall? I've got no idea. Possibly he could get a ticket for that match. <clears throat> Slightly easier. To so get. it's not that he was kind of old school and he kind of wanted to vote. Fight people, no, no. Not no. fight people, but a, 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 a kind of, it was a throwback to what the football he understood and remembered and fell in love with. Possibly. I'll be honest, I've not read it in a week. <laughs> I've, um, I've seen a lot of people talking <laughs> about the Millwall game, and it is the readiness of tickets. Is it a lot easier to get tickets? Well, for not for Millwall, though. No, it's difficult. No, you just had to get this a This is making any section at all. <laughs> well, I was going to explain it. You interrupted with a question. Sorry, go on, go on, T. So, so, yes. <clears throat> so, he, um, so, essentially, there's a lot of people... In the next month or so, we'll be going to their last game at White Hart Lane, whether right. it's the last game against Man U or, a, or actually, it's a final cup game, fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. It's a final cup game at White Hart Lane. Right. That's why he picked it. He's right. got memories of the cup. He probably went to the cup game when we played them in 1967 and we won the FA Cup in 67, yeah. 50 years ago. That's why he went. Sorry, I remember now. So that, makes sense. that makes it's, sense. It's all come back. And, um, you know, he talked about, um, I, think, I think he was born near the, near the nearest the ground. Mm. And I don't think his grandson knew that. I don't think his, his kid knew that. So yeah, he's explaining yeah. all the things, you know, all the, all the pubs, all the cafes around the area. And um, something we're getting asked every week is, um, you know, would you rather beat Arsenal in the final, North London Derby, or would you rather beat them in the cup final? Um, what do you want to do for Man United? How should we commemorate the game? And mm. a lot of people are wrestling with how... Tottenham should see the ground off. A lot of people are wrestling with how the team should see the, should see the stadium off. You know, will, will Spurs be Spurs and lose against Man U and Arsenal? Will Spurs smash them both gloriously? Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of memories in the ground. I mean, the ground is old and rickety, but I think a lot of the feeling we're getting is that... I mean, there's a few people who, who won't go back. When, when a new ground is built, they won't go back. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. No, it's fascinating. I... I um... I've got really, really mixed feelings about it all now. I, I kind of, I'm going to miss that ground so badly. I think deeply. every single Spurs fan will. Definitely, definitely. And, and <clears throat> I'm genuinely concerned about the year in Wembley and I'm concerned about how long it's going to take to build up what we currently have a way out lane. But it will happen. It will naturally happen. Um, I just think maybe the, the core of that support might not carry through to, to YR Lane and then there'll need to be new traditions and new um, 
memories built and, and woven into the fabric of the stadium and I think one of the ways to do that is to price it realistically give everyone the best opportunity to, to, to get into that ground and make it feel like they belong. it belongs to them and not just a, a weight around the <coughs> club's neck and a, and a debt that they have to pay off and the fans paying their way in, in, in subsidising the cost of the stadium in exchange for atmosphere I guess I don't know I have a lot of faith in the new stadium because I think there's been so they've learned they should have learned so many lessons from the Emirates from Wembley from West Ham that I have a lot of faith that it will be priced right they know they can get 80,000 people to turn up for a Europa League game against Ghent by pricing it correctly so I have faith that they'll price it and I have faith that they'll put the people in the right stands according to where they should be because they don't want to create this fucking giant like white elephant that nobody enjoys nobody wants to go to watch football and they don't want to become a laughing stock I know it's a bit ageist but if that cop is full of people in their 40s and 50s then it'll, it'll flop I think the club needs to focus on the younger fans people in their early 20s I mean look I'm going to be 40 soon enough myself yeah. and I'm going to be looking around to people who you know, look of a similar age I'm going to see young vibrant fans who want to get behind their club and this is a bit of a party thing to say, but we've won fuck all in the last 20 years, so what are we leaving behind? We're not leaving... We, we, we haven't got an unprecedented run of success at White Hart Lane at the minute. When, I've done, meant, sorry to mention them again, but when Arsenal left Highbury, they'd had an invincible season, they'd won the double, they'd won all sorts in the, in the run-up to them leaving there. So I mean, it's, it, not like, it's not going to last five, ten years with one load. In a way, it would be almost difficult to... If it was, if we had, yeah, exactly, it'd be harder to to do, wouldn't it? Because you kind of got this 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 stadium where you're you're unbelievable in it, and people, uh, you know, we're difficult to beat, and, and no one likes coming there. Like it has been this season, but like you said, there's been no actual real success. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I don't think it's that the club aren't taking this stuff into consideration about the new about who sits what where and, and why the club the club are kind of <clears> want to ensure it's as loud as possible when we go in there. It's just I think, and, and it's not about the stuff you didn't win it's just home yeah it's- no exactly that I mean us playing at White Hot Lane gives us a head start when it's a big game anyway because you know the ground is a bit of a bare pit yeah and no matter what they say it's difficult to recreate that when it's 60,000 because it can be close to the pitch but I can't think of any grounds that have a capacity of higher than 40, 50,000 that do have a bare pit kind of atmosphere to it it's almost cavernous you know yeah, yeah. and um and in this day and age, the team have to inspire the fans. And if we're buying, I don't know, one million pound players or two million pound players because we can't afford them, mm. then it might be difficult to get the balance of of good football and winning to having to inspire the fans to sing. Okay, there's an article from Vasconi also on the fightingcock.co.uk. Uh, and it was build it, but will they come? Yeah, Vass was talking about his... Because he's been on the pod before and he's seen some of these kind of famous nights. So for somebody like him, who was there in the early 80s and saw some amazing things, it's a bit difficult for him. But his blog was talking about how things have changed and how people have been priced out, how they can no longer attend matches. And he wants the club to be a bit sensible when it comes to pricing because people like him, his children, who have now grown up and got their own responsibilities, will, will they be able to go or not? And then it's also talking about the kind of divide between um, fans who go every week and those who are unable to go every week and how those who don't often go are kind of labelled with the term plastic. Right, so he's saying he's worried about it not being priced correctly. Yeah. And um, 
Just because you can't go doesn't mean you don't want to go, kind of thing. Right. So you make two sort of separate yeah. points in the thing. Um, how do you feel about that tea, actually? Because about you... what about the, well, about people who can't go who want to well, go? Well, no, just the kind of views of the views from some sections of the fan that if you the fan base that if you can't go to every game or you don't go away that you're kind of le- a lesser fan. Well, I don't know. It's difficult because for many years I didn't go. Because I had no one to really go with, so I went yeah. on my own steam. But, but to answer the question, I think um, let's face it: without the fans in the ground, how are the players going to be inspired? Someone has to be there, and the people are going to be there, and people who have been going for years. To a degree, to a degree, maybe maybe they are bigger fans. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, to, I know it's not a, not a popular opinion, but well, yeah, if I, people are going going there up and down the country and singing songs, you've got to give them a bit of credit. I, I mean, think- we, funny enough, we played Burnley met a few years ago in the FA Cup. Wasn't on TV, no streams, nothing. It was nil. I think it was one all. Chadley scored. Yeah, yeah. And um, the people who went to that game. I mean, I know a couple of people who went to that game, and these people are fucking hardcore. They go up and down. They spend a lot of their money, and I think, um, okay, there's people who can't go, who probably feel that they're kind of cast aside. But you have got to give credit to the people who do go. Yeah. Some people make a lot of sacrifices to go up and down the country. Well, I, I don't doubt that anybody who goes home and away. It is a manifestation of the truest kind of football fan, 100%. I think what, I guess the question was that is that is someone who can't go as much or as often, should they be cast as less less a fan? And, I mean, there's, there's a million reasons why. It's, it's a nuanced debate. Yeah, it's, mean, it's, more, it's more to it than what I've just said. The smallest fraction of Tottenham fans go to the game because Tottenham, we've got so many millions of supporters yes. that... You know, it's only there's only the privileged few percent who are live locally or close enough to be able to go. I don't know. I, I privilege, also, a privilege is the wrong word. Definitely. Well, well, not well. You get to go to watch the club. Is you know, well, there, there are people who you know at us on Twitter. I mean, they love the shirt account. Yeah, and even personal friends said, "Look, I would fucking give up my right arm to go to Tottenham week week in week out." And they're based in I don't know whether it be America or Australia. So, from a lot of people's point of view, it is a privileged position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, especially when you consider the, the consider the fact that some people had their season tickets for so long, and then other people, newer people, who've got to an age where now they can afford a season ticket, you would like go to home go and away if you wanted. You, if you really wanted, you can't you, this year. You can't go every single home game. I if you want a ticket try. for any away game, barring Arsenal, you I can get what get you one. mean. I get you. you mean. Can, if, I, if you really wanted, if it. I really wouldn't want to go to every game, I could. You could, but yeah. I don't want to. No, fair enough. But the uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Look, the season ticket thing is it takes all of the hassle out of it and it's there and use your ticket and you just turn up and whatnot. If you wanted to put that effort in and go to every game, you probably could find a way of squeezing the ticket for pretty much every game bar the Arsenal Man United game this year, which is going to be fucking... But you still have to pay over the odds for a quite In that few instance, games. but I don't know. It's just who you know, isn't it, really? Not even... Anyway, to answer this point, mm. is that I hope the club do price sensibly... And I'd imagine for the Europa League games, you know, should we qualify for that? Yeah. I think the club will price sensibly. I think um, I can't see us um, charging, I don't know, 80 quid for, for a Category A game. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably will, but because the stadium will be a lot bigger, I think there'll be a lot more cheaper seats available and they'll be a lot more accessible to, to fans. Just one final thing, though, on that, on that what we were just talking about. The, it, if For those fans that do go home and away, that is a massive effort, a massive toll, oh, massive, massive yeah. expense, absolutely. and also a massive impact on your family and, and social life. Yes, or probably adds to your social life because you get to go with your mates and whatnot. So, in my opinion, those are the kind of upper echelons of of of, of what it is a, a good a good supporter. 
Absolutely. There is an, there is an element of uh, benefiting from their situation because they can afford it and they live close enough. Actually, the, well, they make themselves there. afford it, really. Yeah. So you <clears throat> yeah. So so there's that. And and for those people like complaining about being subjected and saying that you're you're not a great fan. I don't know how you get yourself into situations where people are saying any that, that I, sort of stuff to I you. I don't get why people care. I mean, what other people think of me as a Spurs fan? Why do I care? I think some I know, people want to be considered as a good fan. Though. Yeah, but, yeah, but whose approval am I looking for? Just I'll, the, I'll, I'll the but, well, that, That's essentially it. Why do I need people's approval for whether I'm a real fan or not? I, think, I mean, there are some people who regard people who don't go to every game as plastics and... They're entitled to their opinion. I'm not going to change their mind. They are. They are entitled to it. I think that if you're getting into, if you're, you've got to look at why you think that other fans, other fans think that you're a lesser supporter. Spurs fans are a microcosm of England in the sense that we like to set the piss out of people, we like to coat people off, and it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Even if you go to every game, you're going to get caught a nonce by someone. So yeah, yeah. you can't win. <laughs> even, get, get, even if you're going to go to every single game, get called a fucking geek nonce. Yeah. You're going to go to no games yeah, yeah. and say you're a plastic. So you can't win. Don't try to win these battles. These battles are not worth winning. And that's what I'm saying is you're getting yourself into conversations that you just, there's no, you've got no place being in. No one has because and you can't win even, those arguments. It's not even tangible. How is it tangible whether you're the biggest fan or not? Yeah. I've got a memory for games. Some people haven't. What does it mean? I mean... Did you say that every, a person who goes to every home, home and away might be, by some sections of the internet, be called a nonce? Because um, <laughs> there are some people who have um, go around with a um, fucking laminate. No, 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 that doesn't make sense. Like a sheet of paper. Yeah. And they, tick, they, go, they get the programmes and they tick the games off and all that kind of and stuff. And, and some people actually go to every game. When I say every game, I mean abroad. People went to Australia. Yeah. People went to fucking Australia. That's too much. I mean, that is nonsense. I don't want to say that. I'm only mucking about it. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're nonsense, but I'm saying that there's different <laughs> levels of obsession. So what you're saying is they club. don't touch kids, those ones. That's what you're saying. <laughs> you, you're paying me into a corner. Fuck you off. said nonce. <laughs> no, I said tubby Let's move on. There is no nonces. I mean, I'm sure there are one or two. No, but I'm saying through there, the cracks. There, but there's so many different, not even echelon, but different groups of Spurs support. And there's some people who go to lots of games. There's some people who are obsessive and will go to Nashville where we're playing in the summer. Yeah. And, what, yeah. What, I guess what I'm saying, just to ground us off, we got, we've been going. On yeah, we are, sorry, but, yeah. but no, no, it's my fault because I keep bringing it back. But the um, um, it, it's just don't don't worry about it. Just enjoy being a Spurs fan. Go and watch your games. It's about getting involved in conversations that are emotive and wind people up. And the person you end up winding up is going to have a cast an opinion about you. You don't have to justify yourself. No one, no one, no. If you don't start this conversation, no one's going to come up to you and go, oh, "I've seen you on Twitter. You don't go to every game. You're a fucking, you know, a weak fan." And Oh, I've seen you on Twitter. You go home and away, you nonce. That, that exactly. doesn't exist unless you invite it in. Exactly that. But it says builder, but will they come? The sounds coming from the club is very positive, and I think they will price sensibly. Yeah. I'll be amazed if they don't sell it out. I, I, I used to, right? So I, I listened back to a couple of old podcasts like season three, and I, and I said, season four, the Spurs have missed the boat, They've waited too long to build the stadium. This was during a bad period for Tottenham as well. So it kind of, <laughs> was it Sherwood? I think it was. It yeah. Season four, I think, might have been. And everything, all of the bad stuff, you kind of it all links together, and you just start thinking negatively about everything. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, like you say, if Spurs price it correctly, then 
Everything would be fine. Sean, S-A-E-N on Reddit. He says, given the unfortunate position of the prostate, why is it unfortunate? Um, do you think you could edge yourself close enough to the point of ejaculation that you could cross the pleasure of barrier with successful, success, su- sufficiently. sufficiently vigorous poo? <laughs> That's quite interesting, that. I mean... That takes a lot of skill, but you have to it? practice. You couldn't, you couldn't get it in one go, I reckon. Practice. I mean, you... Pra- you'd have to have a few, like, failed experiments. So, uh, let's... I mean, there, there is more Tottenham chat. This isn't the start of the bit where we don't talk about Tottenham. <laughs> there's, there's more, but... I can't get my head around the science of it. So, your shit, the actual physical thing, would actually edge you towards ejaculation. Well, if you were yeah. up the prostate, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, like, when... You know when you're... So, when people are being buggered yeah that sometimes they like it turns them on okay because there's elements to the anus yeah which are pleasurable to when stimulated I mean I've had a satisfying shit it's not the same thing but when you've had a shit and it's like you've achieved something yeah this guy's fucked up by mentioning the shit stuff because what what I mean I mean sometimes when, when yeah I don't get it I, um, well it's not to say why do you put a serious to a playground Huh? That's for women. I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what was it though? Well, I did put a sewer next to a playground. <laughs> a sewer next to a playground. Yeah. The bum is a sewer. The playground is the front bottom. Right. <laughs> I get you. Uh, I don't feel like that. But about a woman's lady parts, I, I, I think neither a sewer. No, they're both playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Just one's. Um, are you, are you a, no, a no arse man, T? Um. You, do you not want to say? Buddy, tell know. me. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I've inserted a finger. I've never, I've never gone. Because <laughs> I thought that would be like, you know, like kind of gateway. It didn't yeah. really go down well. And, um, what? what do you mean you didn't talk about it? Or? Well, I no, I didn't bring it up in conversation. No, I didn't sit down at, on a nice dinner and say, look, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> right. This is what's going to happen to you tonight. <laughs> First time I'm going to break up my knife, but I'm joking. The, uh, the, uh, your... Um, yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I, most men are interested in anal sex, and most women are kind of adverse to it, mm. unless you meet the right or wrong lady. Depends on how you look at it. I think it's about a bit having in a, in a loving relationship, and if you are enjoy bum play, then then, then crack on. Yeah. I don't think you should ever enter or associate pleasure with having a poo. Depends. That's my answer to his question. Okay. I think that sums up. Unless you, unless you have one of those shits where it disappears and then you don't have to wipe. So. <laughs> that's that's utopia. That's, yeah. Yeah. They don't exist. You save, water, you save water and paper. You've had a ghost poo. Yeah. yeah. I found out when I was eating a lot better that it was more common. So this is something, if people don't know, because I'm pretty sure for a long time, I mean, I, I, kind, of, I kind of remember that on me doing, having them, but I kind of felt like it was a dream at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when you, you have a dump, you look down, there's no poo, and... Oh, it, hang on. There's no poo in the toilet. No, I'm, yeah. about, I'm talking about a no wiper. I've oh, got yeah. that wrong. Oh, no, yeah, no wipers are normal, but mm. there's zero evidence that you've gone to the toilet. <laughs> Those don't happen often, no, sorry. No, and, and, <laughs> and you stand up and you go, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what? Is this... What's just happened? <laughs> I'd like to... Like, if you could know... Did I? If you could film it, you'd just see it drop in, just go... <laughs> like a sperm whale just well, goes, you're, gonna, you're gonna do a Chuck Berry and put a camera there <laughs> well yeah and you can just see it go through the, through the U-bend so Chuck Berry died he died the other day yes yeah uh, but he was a bit a bit of a sex pest yes he put cameras in the bog in the woman's toilets but it's oh, like shit. he didn't do that once once he died the way people reacted 
Well, he's obviously a very um, important figure in, in rock and roll. He's probably the king of rock it's and like roll. It's like Polanski, isn't it? Yeah. It's like he's never been bur- um, buried. He's never been um, put in prison, but it's true that he's buggered for 13-year-old children. I'll Google the, the 13-year-old children bit, but allegedly, I'm pretty sure Polanski did some bad shit. He too. did, he, 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 ran, he ran from a crime. This is a good way to segue to, to the half-time thing, isn't it? Because Wendy runs from no crime. <laughs> yeah. Wendy, about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Wendy. Wendy, Wendy. Yes, Wendy, Wendy. Wendy, Wendy. Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off, as ever, with the loan players, Will Miller wasn't involved for Burton this week. Luke McGee was back between the sticks for Peterborough in their 1-0 win at Gillingham on Saturday. That was after he'd been dropped last week. Shayon Harrison scored his first goal for Yeovil in League 2 on Saturday. They let a 3-0 lead slip to draw 3-0 with Exeter, so a local-ish rival with three goals in the last four minutes. Brutal. Connor Ogilvie was back from injury for Stevenage and played in their goalless draw at Cambridge, and Ryan Loft wasn't involved in that one. Luke Amos was an unused sub for Southend. They won 2-0 at Wimbledon, and there's a really good little interview with Luke Amos on the Spurs website about the strides he's making there at Southend. Uh, And that's it for the Lonies this week. So moving on to the youth teams... The under-18s were 2-0 up against Stoke on Saturday, but ended up losing 2-0 and missed a host of chances, apparently, in the process. First goal was an own goal after Keenan Bennett's cross was turned in, and Jamie Reynolds scored his first goal um, at under-18 level after a cutback from Sterling. John McDermott said after the match, Oliver Skip and George Marsh, who both played at centre-half, were outstanding. They were up against two big boys, but they're really good, they always just get on with it and they both epitomise the character that we want at this club and what's required to be a professional footballer, allied with the talent as well. Tariq Hines did well as well. He's a right back but playing in central midfield. So I was pleased that we adapted but we were just unable to sustain the high quality in the first half. Although we still had some mega chances and both goals came from quite bizarre unforced errors. The next match in the 18s is away at Middlesbrough next Saturday. The under-23s have got a bit of a gap at the moment. They don't play again formally until April. I imagine there might be a friendly at some point. Plenty of our players have been away seeing international action, and I may miss some out here, but we've had Harry Winks away with the England under-21s, Paul Lopez with Spain under-21s, Marcus Edwards and Alfie Whiteman with the England under-19s, Tom Glover with the Australia under-23s, John Dinsey, Samuel Shishua and Jaffet Tanganga with the England under-18s. And Onima and Walker Peters have been away with the England under-20s. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at Wendy Coys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Me hater. Which hasn't done anything good since Body of Evidence. What's your favourite Madonna song? Uh, Frozen, probably. <laughs> I don't know that song. <laughs> My favourite song is, um, I liked um, Beautiful Stranger. That was on the Austin Powers soundtrack. Oh, yeah, that was a And she did a song called um, Human Nature, which is like R&B, produced by Jodeci. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, uh, Wendy. <laughs> I hope you've cheered up from last week. 
Um, yeah, what, yeah. Well, he was a bit poorly and a bit pissed off. He was gutted about a Chelsea game. He looked like yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard when you put your whole in, heart and soul into a team and they let you down. <laughs> just a bunch of mugs. Oh, Wendy. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not very good. They're pretty shit. I mean, I they are. But shit. Chelsea, Chelsea at this next level. Man. Yeah, Chelsea like you know stockpiling, paying huge amounts of wages to take players and never going to get in their first eleven. Um, most of those players would be better off at Tottenham I think but um, yeah, it's not going too well for under 18s at the moment uh, we've got a question from Nathan Power Facebook he says thoughts on having a 90,000 seat tickets for the 90,000 t- season t- 90,000 tickets for Wembley next season what are our concerns uh, will the high volume of tickets and I imagine they will be cheap attract people that won't create a good atmosphere we have at the lane um, will it affect players performance at home games you worried about the atmosphere at Wembley um a little bit. I mean, just to say, this is in relation to that. What, what do you call it? Is it the law passing? The legislation passing? Uh, it's what do you call? It's permission, isn't it? Permission yeah. to have full capacity for twenty-seven games. It was. Yeah, um, I, I think for league games, one of the payoffs is naturally we're going to have cheaper prices. The pricing structure will be amazing, and we'll get a new batch of fans, a, a local young people, people from Tottenham people from Wembley that, that will go and experience Tottenham but what, what they need to experience when they get in through those those gates is atmosphere and, and a genuine authentic Tottenham yeah. atmosphere and it is a worry at Wembley I think there's a lot of some of the reservations that I've been reading people are saying you know does it have to be Wembley and oh, when we talk well, when, when we talked about this before unanimously across the board at Tottenham we, everyone was saying Wembley's the only logical solution the club div- deliver that solution and then because things ain't going well, you start pissing and moaning about Wembley. Don't get me wrong, I pissed and moaned about it as well, and I still do. It isn't our home. I don't like it, but I like it, I like it more than ground sharing with Arsenal or going to Milton Keynes. People are just scared because of the results. But if you now look back at those results in the cold light of day, we lost 2-1 to a, a really fucking good Monaco team. We didn't know how good they were. Yeah, and we had an off day against Leverkusen. And then we know how we are in the Europa League. We've been doing this for, for a long time now, especially with Pochettino, that we don't turn up in that tournament. So I think we too... did turn up against Ghent. I thought we played well that game. It was, I mean, Ali sending off didn't help, but I thought we played well. We could have done enough to win. We did play well. We definitely played well. But it kind of felt like against that level of opposition. It was just a bit disappointing, uh, disappointment about the tie overall, I think, the problem there. Yeah, I mean, you made a point about local kids from Wembley supporting Spurs. I mean, I was raised in Wembley, lived in Wembley for about 20 years. And um, in my childhood, Spurs are in the FA Cup final three times. Yeah. And um, I remember Clive Allen scoring in the second minute against Coventry. And I remember going to my back garden and hearing the crowd roar. And that helped inspire me to support Tottenham. And if we have um, games that are cheap at Wembley... And there'll be kids around Wembley be able to go. There'll sort of be schemes of Brent Council to get the local school kids to watch them and get a new bunch of fans. I think I don't think that's a bad thing. The only issue is that Wembley Stadium is not really a football stadium, so I can understand the people are coming from. It's not a stadium that generates noise on a it's football. It's just so level. big. Yeah, it's, it's just, just vast. It is. It's just vast, and I, I think it's fine because what needs to happen, the club needs to look at it and go right. The South Stand, the South people are sitting Park Lane. Yeah. And that corner in the East Lower, in one block behind the goal, it's not about giving the people an opportunity to sit where they want, in my opinion. Yeah. It's about getting like-minded fans, sitting next to people you know, um, feeling comfortable by having the same people around you. Let's just move them block by block, not say, where do you want to sit? And, and then you have this kind of sporadic... No um, democracy here, I suppose. No, it's not, because the most important... I know you're thing, listening. And most of the are listening. The, the most important thing is, is about a collective... 
and, and, and forceful and passionate fan base that everything's going to be different about going to Wembley so one of the things that they can control in that instance is moving everyone together in blocks to ensure that we have the best chance of creating atmosphere and you don't need the whole stadium singing because you don't have that at White Hart Lane everyone picks up you need one section that is the kind of catalyst for it Okay, my question was going to be along those lines. It was going to be, like, how would you feel about if it was the atmosphere was kind of manipulated somewhat? So it was kind of organised, not maybe even the songs or maybe a music came through the PA. Oh God, no! Pumped, because we've seen it at Dortmund. That's how yeah. they. But kind Germany of and England are two different countries. And mate. the shit. I'm, just saying, I'm just asking the question. Yeah, the shit at Dortmund is. Yeah, uh, um, it, uh, I. Since that Dortmund game, my opinion of atmosphere in German games has, has, has <clears throat> dropped off massively. I understand it's loud. I'm not massively interested in, in the kind of choreographed support. I, the, the, and then some people listening to this who, who aren't <clears throat> fans of 1882 might be looking more like exactly what 1882 was, but it weren't. It was just saying, if you want to sing, come together and this is where we're going to sit. It wasn't a case of let's choreograph and it's just getting like-minded fans together that's literally all it was and that's, that's guess, I guess what I'm saying for, for the planning and where people are going to sit in the new stadium I don't think pumping music or any kind of it just make us a any kind joke. of lead but what not, in not Italy for example the ultras will have somebody that will lead something yeah but, yeah, but even that, that's not our culture Italy, I mean it's not our culture <clears throat> seven years ago or six and a half um, went to um, San Siro to watch us play into Milan and when the players came out they did a first name and surname thing mm. and it was fucking awesome you know Walter Samuel and Samuel Eto and all the rest of it that sounded fucking awesome mm. Arsenal did Arsenal did and obviously it didn't sound as good mm. but that wouldn't work over here and if you had one one topless fat bloke at the front you know with a loudspeaker I don't think it would work as well it would just look naff it's like um, some of the stuff that Palace do with the Harmstorff and the X are great yeah but it just doesn't translate. No. We well, have to do something. We have, we have to... Do, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. You have, to, you have to be in keeping with the traditions of of the game in England. It's one of the last things as fans we, we can hold on to. The final bastion. Yeah, it kind of is. How you behave in the stands and how you interact with your fellow supporters is one of the final bastions of, of, of things we control. Because everything else has been not taken, it might have been improved. There's multiple things, but... What, how you interact and how you behave when you're in the stadium is one thing that very few people can control unless you, you step outside the realms of acceptability. But I'm just taking the opposite point here for, to, for the sake of the conversation. Yeah. But you can see this question, there are concerns oh. and there's going to be 90,000 people in there and there's going to be maybe 50,000 who aren't regular goers to White Hart Lane who will need, they will need some kind of guidance. They and we'll be, playing, we'll be playing the likes of Stoke and well, maybe Burnley to avoid relegation with 90,000 capacity. Yeah, they will be, we will need some kind of um, guidance just to get things going. Well, I, I don't think we can do much more other than um, uh, arrange for people that sit in the part lane lower to ensure <clears> they're in the same place. Um, you could potentially say that the club could talk to us and we could arrange some sort of thing, but I just feel a bit awkward. I'd feel a bit. I'd have reservations yeah. about that. So that you know, if we say, "Oh, this isn't what we're planning to do," but if you, you know, you would eighteen eighty two have a section in that game in that stadium. I feel if we did that, it would kind of be a slap in the face to what the part lane and, and shelf lower is exactly currently that. and <clears throat> I would rather not do it 
But the thing is, in the first instance, if we got in there, sorry, T, if we got in there and six months later, the fucking place is dead, then you say, all right, let's do something. Let's try and improve this. Let's get people sitting together. But you've got to allow our our organic and traditional support to to give it a go first. Mm -hmm. I think the thing with with, with 882, it's not a case of um, us knocking up a poster and doing a few tweets. Everyone, anyone can do it. Anyone could do it. I mean, through 1882, a bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of friendships were born. You know, a bunch of people who go to games together to this day, probably met at 1882, still go to games now. Mm. There's nothing stopping anyone going on Twitter. So, you know what, yeah, all people around this age, I don't know, arbitrary thing, age, yeah. sitting, I don't know, block 109, we'll all congregate around there and have a song. It's fine. Yeah. It doesn't need to be, it's not always up to, up to, up to us to say, this is 1882, because... yeah. And as I said, I think it'll get to a point where I mean, but it's easier for us because it's yeah. an audience. That's yeah, no, no, of course. I mean, it's hard. 1882 was born out of games that were dead, and the dead games were the youth games and the Europa League games. Yeah, and those games were targeted. Now, as Flav said, if it, if we get to January and we're out of the Europa League or the Champions League or whatever, and no fuckers singing, yeah, and then, there's no atmosphere, then you can say, all right, let's do something about yeah. it because then there's a reason to do it. Because you know, it goes back to the earlier conversation about people who people who are diehards go game go to games up and down the country week in, week out. Mm. You know, I understand that we're not going to step on step on their shoes. Why should we? No. No, that's it. Um, and, and there probably would have been a time when I'd have just thought, fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah. But, and there's gonna be, there might be a few Mexican waves next season, but don't get too angry if you see that. Fuck. No, do get angry. <laughs> Start smashing people yeah, up. Lift someone up next to you and throw them. Don't actually. No, yeah, cause, um, no oh, violence. Okay, if it's 90,000... 90,000 in the ground Arsenal for my sake will get five mm. I'm saying that because it's a derby and there's going to be people among the Spurs fans who are not Spurs fans you just want to see a massive game the atmosphere is going to be well weird yeah it'll be weird I, I just think uh, I, I think of that kind of game that you even as we, we'd sell out 90,000 with members and season ticket holders what are, they, what are they going to do I wonder what they're going to do about season tickets then if they, they're in the new stadium in Wembley so if you imagine. get a season ticket for Wembley, does that guarantee you one for? Well, I mean, for I, 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 know, I know me and you in the top six thousand in terms of the waiting list. Yeah, I'm, and I'm about th- fifteen hundred. Yeah, so there's there's every chance we may get offered one. Well, we get offered one at White Lane. It's yeah. just I'm not. I'm you, you I don't want to sit in the West Stand. Or, yeah. But what people do, they sit in the West Stand and they move after. But that's another story. Yeah, but I'm doing it for one season. What, what I'm saying is that. Um, there may be people who are high up on the waiting list may get offered next season and then obviously if the new stadium comes they're going to get a season ticket anyway because I would like to get one so if it's 60 if, if, if the new stadium is 61,000 yeah. then they might sell 50,000 season tickets I, I would think I reckon they'll be nearer 40 do you reckon yeah if 21,000 members a lot yeah but I don't think it'll be as I mean, high as I think, I think if for the Arsenal game we had what was it 24,000 24,000 applications 24,000 applications yeah. that's for Arsenal yeah. So if you say you have 21,000 mem- members tickets to buy, I can't see that. I, I, I think that the club, if they have, if, if the, the waiting list is true and they have the option to sell 50,000, they will. Yeah, that's true. But you take but then, that, people, you? but then, you know, it's one thing having a list. It's another thing people being able to afford a season ticket. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 100%. Uh, tactical underscore laziness on Reddit. He says, if all the players were to come to a fighting cock live event... There's going to be a new one uh, we're announcing for the end of the season. Um, we're trying to work out the details at the moment. Um, but yeah, at the end of the season, the, probably the week after the final game, whether that be the FA Cup final or the Premier League. That could be a bank holiday weekend. It won't be a weekend. 
it will be a Friday night. Yeah, that's Bank Holiday Weekend, mate. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll iron out the else. Okay. The uh, yeah, but we, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Obviously, there's no game to stream this time, but we're gonna replace we're gonna place football with guests, genuinely good guests, um, and it will, it will be a lot of fun. Anyway, more on that. But the question, anyway, tactical underscore laziness says if you if all of uh, the players were to come to a fighting cock live event, which one would you be worried about getting smashed and causing trouble? I know it's a cliche, but I, I, okay, I won't pick a goalie because I pick a goalie every single time. But um, <laughs> we were all sent a picture of someone who um, I don't know if they got smashed and did a, did a bunch of other stuff as well as getting smashed, and they shat and puked everywhere. Oh, so this is a friend of a friend. Yeah. Uh, this this is, is, is can we can we are we allowed to post the picture? I don't think we should. It's up to Case though. If he says yes. <laughs> 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 this is Matthew Wright and John Leslie all over me again, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no one knows who Case is. No one knows who his mate is. Uh, but the picture of the sick and piercing shit—it was one of them pictures where you got so much from it. But the more you looked at it, the more more you saw. And my favourite bit, as I said earlier, was the the sky remote in the middle of this floor with just a trickle of piss running from it. So basically, this guy got pissed up, uh, was ended up naked on all fours. Uh, in his parents' house. In his parents' house, was being sick and shitting all over the place and pissing. What is it about getting really pissed that makes you expel all expel from every orifice? <laughs> I can't say that's ever happened to me. No, and this is what I'm saying. To be fair, I, I have shotted. What when drunk? Yeah. I, see, I've never done that either. I have. I, I've never got to a situation where I've expelled any liquid other than being sick into the toilet yeah. late, very late. In my in my early teens. Well, not my early t- in my mid to late teens whenever I drank I would always throw up it was just like a I think every, that, everybody though isn't it? Everybody I've, I've, I've got it. through it in the last I don't think I've thrown up for alcohol about, for, for about 15 years yeah, I have I'm pissed myself you have pissed yourself you wake up and you're asleep you're, you're in bed and you're just asleep and you're like I've never pissed you're myself you about pissing and then you're like oh fuck I've not pissed I've myself I've not done yeah. that either it's not good no I was, I've, I've been pissed up and I've been that like, touching cloth and I do a fart gambling and I gamble and I gamble wrong you never gamble never gamble with shit go to the toilet but today was a dude man Tottenham thing <laughs> but anyway which player is most likely to do something like that um, oh, I've got the same answer for all of this but I think Harry Winks is a, a right Larry little cunt when he gets drink, drunk I reckon, there's, I reckon there's the sort of person whose mates pull him back from a fight every single Saturday yeah yeah, yeah. I reckon it would be I reckon someone like Eric Dyer reckon yeah I think he's got a bit of mischief in him or maybe Kevin Vimmer I think um, Dembele has got something in him. I reckon he'll be okay, but when he's properly pissed, he gets properly pissed. You know, some, some of your mates have those eyes where yeah. they're gone and, and they're staring at someone or and they're in their own head. And in their head, that guy's mugging them off. <laughs> and you can see it in their eyes. And you go up to him before they've even said it and you're like, he ain't mugging you off, mate. <laughs> Stop staring at him. Stop staring at him. You're going to get us all into fucking trouble. Stop staring. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. You're not fine. I can see it in your eyes. He's not mugging you off. <laughs> you reckon that's Dembele? Yeah, I reckon yeah. Dembele's got that in him. He's got that physique and that face. That Yeah, he's got those eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah I've known too many people like that. I've got people like that in my family. So. <laughs> uh, all right, okay, so uh, anyway, any uh, answers? You what? Any other answers? No, we've done, all, we've all, we've done ours. He, he, okay. said, he said Winks, Dembele and um, Dyer. Right, uh, news and articles section of the podcast. We always have little names for it, but this is yeah. the most boring name. Yeah. News and articles section of the Fighting Cock. Toby wants parity with Loris and Kane. 
Yeah, apparently they're the highest paid in the squad. I might have that wrong. Deserves it though, 100k. Well, someone tweeted it and they replied, just fucking give it to him. Yeah. Please let him have it. <laughs> yeah. Because, as has been said repeatedly this season on the pod, centre-backs are at a premium. There's not many centre-backs on that level who are like, well, he's not all... Do you know how long he's got left in his contract? A couple of years, I think. Yeah, so, he, he, you know, he could, he could easily be sold in the summer, so... I think if he wants parity with those two, he's as important as those two. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't think that any that Tottenham aren't doing everything they can to keep him. Yes. And the conversations are probably wholly positive. And if it's hundred k, wants hundred k, will get. I think so. He's a key player. He's he deserves to be in that bracket of Kane and Lloris. Uh, Lloris uh, says Poch is the best uh, boss in the world, and he'll stay as long as he's at Spurs. Does anyone get upset at the fact that he's staying for Poch and not for Tottenham? I know, I think that's a, a bit romantic to, exp- to expect that. I think it's just one of those things that journalists write. Put, uh, Loris has been asked a question and it's just the way he's come out. But I, you, he, 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 his fate is obviously linked to Pochettino, as all of those are. And if Pochettino was to leave, there's no way that our, within 12 months that squad, playing squad, will be together. Well, it depends where Pochettino goes. If Lor- if he goes to Barcelona, he's not taking Lloris with him. What I'm saying is that it is... What I'm saying is that he, Pochettino is the glue for yeah. all of this. And you take him out of it and, and it, it may not fall apart. You might be able to get someone else to get to, for it to, to be better than what Pochettino's done. Um, I'm sure there are better coaches out there in the world. But in terms of what we have now, as we know it, it's, it's gone the minute Poch is gone. So Where's well, his team? Yeah, and ideology. And- but football, things change in football. But when, he was not going to stay there for the rest of his life. You know, no. we have to be prepared. Just another ten years. We, we have to be prepared that within the next four years, there's a possibility he could go. And I mean, it's just a question about replacing him properly. He had the meeting, didn't he, with the Barcelona chief? Was it a meeting, or did they just meet up and then make? I think they're old mates. Yeah, but did, was a part of you worry a little bit when that came through? Did not even a pang of concern. No, I'm not concerned about it. No, but not for a second as a human being. <laughs> When as you a, first heard it, as a Spurs fan, no, I'm I'm not worried about it. He went, he went, he was in Barcelona. It's his old school friend or something. I don't know, but I'm not worried about it. I think I mean, it'll be an easy lie to concoct if he wanted to go and mask his. <laughs> just like, I'm, I am going now. I am meeting him. I don't want to leave. But in his head, he's like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Didn't Barcelona, he have baby. With, Woo! He had dinner with Alex Ferguson in Barcelona last year, and nothing yeah. happened there. You know, it's okay. I mean, Barcelona isn't the president. Uh, the, the Alex Ferguson isn't the president of Barcelona. But they thought they were trying to tap him up for Man Yeah, because I think he's on to Manmara. But um, one thing I wanted to point out: I think Spooky put a tweet in the group, really? and um, it's by Neil Eatson. I think it was the Enicart bloke, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. A few seasons ago, and um, he says um, he found that Poch, even though the cleaners' names and their kids' names, etc., when he started, he met a billionaire's family, found out what made him tick. He wanted to know what Tottenham meant and is Mauricio Pochettino is a new Mr. Tottenham Hotspur. Now, I know this is hyperbolic yep. and it could easily be dismissed as saying, oh, well, you know, if he gets more money, offer more money elsewhere, then it'll, it'll go away. But even since the podcast has started, they've had four managers, I might have that number wrong, mm. four managers, right? And nothing, nothing like this has been said about any other manager. Obviously, Sheldon is going to be unlikely anyway, mm. but he seems to say and do all the right things. And I think he... I've, I do feel he loves that Tottenham. I, I wasn't worried about the Barcelona rumor. Pochettino is very clever. We've seen since he came to England the way he used the interpreter for his first year or so at Southampton, and the way he came into Spurs and immediately he was fucking on point. Everything he says is very meticulous, 
very clever. He's got. Um, he will go big places. I just hope that he takes us on that journey. Harry Kane and Deli Ali are our most important players. Do we agree? It's a great question. Well, yeah, because... Um, it's not a question, it's like... No, because Dan Kilpatrick from Tottenham Way, ESPN. good podcast, by the way, and, yeah. and he works for ESPN. He did a top 15. Is it, did they call it a ladder? Yeah, because they, they've been moving up and down. Because yeah, I think they do ladders for... Yeah. Remember, when it's a big tournament, England have a squad for they do ladders, like who's the most important, who's the least important. And he did something like this for Spurs at the start of the season, and he did one last week. And the top two players were Daly Eddie and Harry Kane. Right, do you order. I, I do agree. Ali climbed four places, and I think a lot of that is down to the fact he's scoring goals now. Mm. Um, and his, his relationship with Kane is, is crucial. Well, he's a second striker now. Yeah. I mean, he scored 17 goals this year. I mean, that's a good return for any top-flight striker. I would like to push Ericsson maybe in between the two of them, because since Ericsson's found form, we've found form. And start of the season, he wasn't playing great, and we were struggling. Now he's on song. Our team is... He's, we look exciting again so I, I think he's just as important as probably Ali I just think that his relationship with uh, my opinion of Ali although I appreciated his potential I didn't feel like he had so far the hype had justified what I'd seen in Ali I was helped by two things one of your comparison to Thomas Muller which made me view him in a different completely what's the position called? a round doiter there you go wow <laughs> yeah and uh, <laughs> I loved that my fucking Lack of intelligence is such a. It's not intelligence; it's pronunciations. I I don't know what a fucking round dot is now, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, he that he, at the beginning of the season, I was kind of worried about yeah. him being all potential and not enough actual talent. And well, will we ever see it? He's a rough diamond, that. But in in the last half of the season, he's just been fantastic. He's just he's been so good. He's the way you, he finds space in the box. He seems to put himself in scoring positions all the time. Yeah. His arrogance to to, to to want to control the game from the number ten position is something that you don't really uh, don't often see. Yeah, I t- tell you what else. Yeah, if you, if you see a usual compilation of his goals, mm. watch him. Never blasts it. Always plays, but always Finesse. just the arrogance. Just smugs off the keeper. There, I think against Southampton, the second goal he scored. Mm. Just, just just passes into the goal. Mm. Um, and obviously, when he scored his first goal, England, he blasted it, but. Generally, he's just got that confidence. I think the Wickham game as well. We were getting, was it 3-1? We were a couple of goals down in that game. And he was one-on-one with the keeper. Just had, just had the presence of mind to just let the keeper fall first and put it over his head. Yeah. He's on a crest of a wave at the moment. Yeah, and, and them two together, you can understand it. But what's great about Tottenham is that they have out of, out of Erod, We've got Hugo Lloris. Well, yeah, I mean, the highest climber was Victor Wanyama at seven places. And he's a massively important player Where's, where's he at? Well, he's number five out of Erod, four, and three is Danny Rose, another high climber. Just shows how amazing our squad is. Yeah, Hugo Lloris is down at ten. That's only because Vorm has massively improved. Well, there's that, and uh, his kicking is fucking shit. <laughs> And the, I don't think that's a problem. And the improvement personally. of our defence as well has yeah. mean we're, we're less reliant on, on Lloris as well. But he's a world-class goalkeeper. Anyway, um, uh, what have we got? Oh, so, um, so there was, this was supposed to be a quick thing, but uh, Max Meyer of Schalke has been linked with Tottenham. £30 million also been linked with Liverpool. I, to be honest, I hadn't heard a great deal about him. I'm kind of aware that he was around. I know that he was kind of playing with Draxler and Mane. Sane. Sane, sorry. Um, anyway, uh, I've got a mate of mine, Kristen Hennage, who knows his shit about football. And this is what he had. I spoke to him earlier and this is what he had to say. Um, he says, he's a 21-year-old attacking midfielder, great dribbling ability, but never really built on early promise. 
Sane and Draxler are much better. Apparently, in Ericsson, we already already have a much better footballer. Uh, he said he's 50-50 uh, about leaving Schalke. Liverpool linked as well. He said, in his opinion, Tottenham should go all out and get Isco. Meyer isn't the answer. I guess it's a money thing, though, isn't it? I mean, <sighs> Meyer might be easier to prize away from Schalke than... Well, he's given the fact he's had two in different seasons, then, yeah, he would be. And then, um, also, Meyer is a like-for-like like of Ericsson. I mean, any player we buy in that position doesn't need to be better than Ericsson, but we don't have a like-for-like like Ericsson at all. He also squad. said that he's typically, he's much more comfortable in a number 10 than he is wide. Uh, he has played wide. But by the same token, you think maybe Pochettino's looked at him and whoever else is involved in acquiring players and thought, well, actually, we can do something with this kid. Oh, well, with our, with, with our acquisition team, to be fair. I'm blaming all of that on Paul Mitchell. <laughs> That's fair enough. How do you feel about him? Anything to add there? Or do you think you know you're excited by the potential of him? Because I mean, we, we were linked with him in January as well. There's no, um, you know, there's no science to buying players. It works. Doesn't work every single time. I've said before that if you've got a one in three or one in four hit rate of success, yeah, I mean, for every Sissoko and Janssen you get a Wanyama, then fuck it. Then yeah, it's worth the gamble. Same like. We, for every Wimmer thing you get like an Aldevero or, okay. or a son you know if there's something in there that could be worked with him then we need alternatives to Ericsson exactly and I think it's, um, it's encouraging that the club are seeking an alternative to Ericsson Everyone when he's un, under un, you know not off form or when he's not fit I think it's just options isn't it in that, in that free and it may be that Lamella isn't going to be with us uh, next season a lot of what, what do you make of it because it isn't down here but what, what, what do you make of the Oh yeah, it's Danny. Sorry, I might ask it. I forgot about Spurs. Right, let's do that now. Um, we've got a question in from Spurs shout on Twitter. He says, "Is this Lamella's last season? It looks like it. How would you consider his Spurs career to be successful or not?" I think Bardi was fielding a bunch of questions on this on Twitter. I think it's probably going to be seen as an unsuccessful season because he had a well, stay at Tottenham. You mean? Well, if he stays at Tottenham, no, no he's his entire stay at Tottenham. His entire stay, no, not successful at all. Not successful? No, I don't think so. His first season was a mess. This season has been a mess. And in his second season, he wasn't that great either. He had moments. He had a really good third season with us. But if you can have a re- just one decent season out of four, you can't you can't call that a success. You just said if one signing out of four is all right, then that's, that's fine. A bit different though. That's one season out of four is fine. No, so he's had one, and that wasn't like a standout, amazing season. It was, he was good and he was useful and he played the role. He's well. the second most assist in our team this season. He's I've, been injured for most of it. Is that true? Still, even to this time, yeah. uh, I think the problem is um, it's unfortunate because when you talk about this, you talk about it. it people mention it and, and, and as if it's Lamella's fault. His injuries are not his fault. You know, anyone can get injured. His brother has been fucking paralysed. I don't know if he's paralysed. Well, he's in a fucking hospital bed and looks fucked. <laughs> so, at very least, he's <laughs> fucked, right? He's got to have a limp. He's gonna, and if that happened to your brother, that would fuck my that would fuck my shit up. Even if it was for three weeks in in hospital bed, that would fuck my shit up. So, I couldn't go out there and just play football for thirty six thousand fans. Four of four thousand of those voted Brexit and fucking hate his guts because he's not English. You know, it's hard to perform in those circumstances. Um, well, that was just a if, joke. If you, if you make... I don't know. If, if you, don't come and get me, you're a racist. If you, make an equa- <laughs> if you make an equation over it and you've got to look at potential with, with uh, price, with output, it, it, it's not a success. 
as much what as I we, what if we get 30 million back for him <laughs> the money doesn't I don't give a shit about it. the money's not my money oh you hold on you just said it, the, the price because you look because you, because you kind of put it all together like Janssen you can kind of like meh he's cost 60 million it's not a great deal and he didn't come with the same kind of Lamella was like he was the he was going to take over from Totti he was like the Forget big that thing shit, no, it's not his fault if we well, get, it's his fault that he hasn't played very well. But yeah, he has played well. He hasn't played great. By and on. large, I think he's been a positive. He's had a positive contribution to Tottenham. Uh, the Newcastle five-one game is the only one trying. Son, Son has had a better career at Tottenham than Lamella. Whoa! Yeah, come on, man. Son had a, a his. If you compare first seasons to first season, Son's first season was better than Lamella's That's first. Fucking season. unfair! No, of course For not. For fuck's sake! Fuck you! Stephen Hawking had a better first season than bloody Lamella. <laughs> Son's second season is better than Lamella's second season. That's a fair comparison. There we go. Over over those first two seasons, if you compare each of them, Son is at a higher place than Lamella. If if Son left now, he could be reasonably successful. I ain't having it, lads. <laughs> I know, isn't it? What? The- well, firstly, this isn't the end of Lamella. He's going to be with us next season. No I think I, don't, I think he's done. He's gone. Why? Because you're think- reading too much. No, no, no. You can't be gone for six months of two seasons. So it's a year, yeah. essentially, right? And find a way back in the team. No. If he's fit and running hard, yeah, but then Tino will put him in. Yeah, but if someone had two, if someone's been out, someone's been out for for an indefinite period of time, two different periods. Then they can't. There's no way back. There's two two circumstances I can think, and this is going to sound stupid saying it. But imagine the million variables that can happen from Lamella's position now. There are two thing. There are one of two things that can happen. He will be sold, and it will be sold like a low key thing. It will just it will be out the door and be gone. And you think whatever happened to that that sort of six months of Lamella? Or we won't sell him, and he'll crack on next season. <laughs> but you can't live like that because Janssen could crack on next season. But, but for me, he's got to go. Lamella's proved it. He can stay. He can stick around. He can mix it. He, he's yeah, but he's not. He gonna, was our best player at times. But how is he going to stay fit for a prolonged period of time? We don't know that. Hmm. And you can't. I don't think you can have someone. You can't gamble on his fitness. It's going to. I mean, Dembele hasn't been out for a prolonged period, but he's he's managing an injury. All right, Chris um, Merlini. He asks. Oh, I was going to make a prediction. Go on, yeah, sorry, go on, make on. Lamella will be at Torino or of a club of equal stature next year doing fuck all. He'll be a Bellotti setting up his goals. Are you just, if you just, if you just compared us to fucking Torino? No, 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 because he'll take a step down. He'll go to Torino. Right, as I say, Torino have put, they've, had, they've been alright for the last couple of years, but by and large, put football club, isn't it? Apart from the, I mean, you know, the, was it a plane crash there? They did lose their, the, the great, the Grande Torino. They're, they're an unlucky they team, aren't they? Yeah. They had that geezer in the 60s who died and who got run over. Yes, they did, yeah. The one who used to take his dog out for I'd say it is very, very crassly, but what was the geezer's name? I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name, but I know which one you're talking about. Question. <laughs> <laughs> We're being disrespectful here. It's just all confusing. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris we both Mer- read Calcio, that's why. <laughs> Chris Merlini at uh, Facebook, he says, can you please name our, our, our worst 11? What is wrong with Spurs fans? Not, name your best ever 11 let's be positive and enjoy it name the worst shittiest Tottenham the one we know because the best players are the same players in them if you name a yeah. worst 11 it will vary every time fair enough um, you did uh, Bardi you did a, a World Cup of shittiest Spurs 11 yeah. worst hashtag ever because, uh, because Paulinho <laughs> scored a hat-trick for Brazil the other day which obviously whenever Paulinho gets in the news I start getting fucking abused again. Can I have a wee, but he did. So um, the question I thought he hasn't. He's been. He was pretty shit, but he's not the shittest player of all time that we've seen. So I did a um, poll on Twitter. The World Cup of 
shit Spurs players. Biden tried to be Richard Osman. Yeah. And he hated every second of it after. <laughs> so much hard work. And I, I realised I'm not very good at Excel either. Um, and the winner was Rashak. Rashak won by 31% in front of Sissoko, Bonjani, Kamalo and Gilbert, Gilberto. What was the time frame of your poll? I did it all on Friday night. I did now, all what was the time frame as in the players? Um, started in 1990. So okay. from like when I became football conscious. Okay, so this geezer's done it from the last 20 years. So we might have to miss out a lot of them. So, so we may as well start the goalie. I've been going through name by name because I'll take ages. So. Well, the names that so the go- who the goalies in um, the frame. The names that came up were Ben Ornwick, Keller, and Sullivan. Well, Ornwick by a mile, surely. Ornwick because of the Burnley, and then defenders that came up were Tramazani, Thatcher, Vega, Gardner, Rocha. You put in Corker, which is quite controversial. Yeah, Corker was alright for us, to be fair. And Terrico. I'm trying to think, we must have had a bad left back in that time. Gilberto. Gilberto, yeah. Yeah, Gilberto. So, um, so the right back would probably have. Thatcher was a left back. Thatcher was a left back. We could play centre back as well. There was. Um, Who, what bad right backs have we had? Mabizela, he was. was he David Kerr's right oh, centre back. He's beyond 20 though, 20 years. Uh, okay, let's just pick a bad right back. Oh, I've, I've put Jim Bond, the second stay. Wow. Um, Yedlin. Yedlin's a shout, but he, yeah, had, he played like three games. Doesn't matter. Yedlin. 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 So, so Yedlin's a right back, centre backs. We've only done two. We've got left back and right back and goalkeeper sorted. All right. Um, so left back's Gilberto. So, Gilberto, fair play. Uh, and uh, we had uh, Vega. Ramon Vega's a proper shout. So yeah. Um, what about Kirikesh? He did all right. He had, he had moments. He wasn't as bad as Rocker. Yeah, Ryan okay. Nelson. So Vega and Vega and Rocker then. All right. In front of Bonjani Kamalo. Yeah, because we never saw him. I never saw him play. He, even play game, he? Is, he might even be still at the club on the book somewhere. <laughs> no, he's not. So it's Vega and Rocker. <laughs> and then we've got Toda. Yeah, Toda's, Toda's in. <laughs> but he is in, but it's, it's not like he was. I don't remember. He wasn't in there long enough to be bad. I remember um, a geezer called. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. I've forgotten a geezer's name. Oh. Stambouli is one. Where's Bunjevchevich here? Was, yeah, bun, put, put him in. Bunjev and Bunjevchevich yeah, and um, Toda. Over Toda. So what I want to talk about here, the contentious one is Sean Davis. Sean Davis was proper shit, man. Yeah, but this strikes me of your, you have an agenda against... Him and Mendes like, did well like together. Wendy has an agenda against Dembele, and Defoe. Defoe and Ledley King. Sean Davis, he, he just reminded, <laughs> he reminded me too much of um, Michael Brown. He, he could just kick people. Michael Brown should be in there past, ahead of Davis. I reckon Michael Brown should be in there in front of Bunjachevich. At least Bunjachevich was an international... So Brown and, Brown and Toda. Brown and Toda. Let's say Brown and Toda. I like that. I like the sound of that. Okay, Brown and Toda. So it was, it was a three. Well, let's have two strikers. Um, let's do two, two, two strikers so that we can... We need, we, need Raj- a, we need a third midfielder. It's Raziak and um, Postiga, surely. Raziak and Soldado for me, but I'll pick Postiga. No, Soldado. Postiga was worse than Soldado. Postiga was just shit. And Raziak was... Fuck knows what that was. He was smashing at um, Derby. Derby, though. I really thought he'd be a decent signing. So we're three, three, three players down in midfield. So, so just to recap, Alnek, uh, we've got Gilberto left-back, uh, Yedlin right... Vega and Russia in, in centre-backs Brown and Toda <laughs> for 
there, you know someone in Tottenham was responsible for bringing these players in we need a bit of creativity well Toda yeah. sold shirts yes but was that Tottenham the other day was he I saw an interview of him at Tottenham and seen, you someone know, spoke to him today yeah, yeah. I think for a bit of creativity maybe we could drop in a Chimovic behind the front two games oh my god yes let him play that yes. him or Saeed can play that kind of free it role. has to be a Simovic it has Saeed to be a Simovic Saeed going as well and, and, and a Simovic that would be 12 players would it yeah we'd need 12 players to get any kind of result oh no no that no, doesn't no, make sense we've got one space for one more if we go 4-3-3 three, three. Chimovic well we've got him so Postiga Raziak Postiga we got Raziak as the focal man Postiga Gary like, fucking Doherty yep Gary, and, and if we're winning we could drop him back and make him back free yeah there you go there you go shit what a shit team well done alright Brilliant, that's cheered me up. No end. Uh, final question. Radio Rex on Reddit. He says, or she says, uh, everyone from the Fighting Cup podcast is embroiled in a Space Jam style face off against the Spurs team. What could you beat them at? I don't know what this means. Do you know what what's someone a, said? What's a Space Jam face off? I think it's, it's a film. I haven't seen it. I remember Space, is, space Jam is a film, isn't it? Get people from outer space who could beat the NBA's best and they drain the NBA's best of their powers, mm-hmm. put them into these monsters. So Michael Jordan's getting dunked on by, by a massive monster. But they're asking, what things can we beat them at? So, for example, I could beat them at Bardi's Brain Busters. No, That's an example. So things we could beat them at. Yeah. In that kind of face-off. I mean, I'd be better at them at podcasting. <laughs> Writing a running order. There you go. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you ever write a running order? I mean, you get to He's a an level, executive producer. You get, to a level at my, you get to my level and you don't, do, you don't make teas anymore. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> at, some, at some stage you've got to stop making the tea Vardy yeah. you've got to respect yourself enough to get someone else to that make the tea that could be a podcast title so I'll stop making the tea <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what I could beat him at do you, do you clean the toilets at your place no so why are you asking me whether I write a fucking money <laughs> <laughs> I've ever cleaned the toilet Flav <laughs> yeah my own toilets yeah. really yeah close cool, do you do often it. once a week Put a little bit That's of bleach in there and yeah, leave bleach. it for a couple of days. Toilet, a bit of toilet duck. If you, if you put bleach in every night, then it's all going to be clean. i got to say, I love to- as it, when it comes to like, household cleaning products, I fucking love toilet That is a good duck. bit when you, you do it along the, the perimeter of yeah. the toilet and then it just drops down. You're like, you want to get it unbroken. Done a good job today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get it unbroken and you probably get it up there as well. The other day I cleaned the toilet, it's fucking therapeutic as fuck. Really? I'm not going to lie, yeah. What, was it grubby, was it? It, it didn't need it. I mean, the, to- the, the, the <laughs> shit of itself was clean, but. Yeah. The rest of it needed, you know, needed to clean the sink the and system. the bathtub, and um, yeah. I, I, I like like when you when I do toilet duck, no no fuckers allowed in there for a good five hours. Just do it before you go to bed. Yeah, ruminate. If you've got a white toilet before you go on holiday or away for a weekend, put a shitload of bleach in and just let the stuff cook over a couple of days, and you come home flushing. Fucking got fucking Kim and Aggie over here. Crystal yeah. clean. What's going on in your place? Oh, nice. You, you're well into your toilet hygiene, aren't you? I, I do. Eat poo. Bed, that's not mine I got given to me do you use vinegar to clean your car no fuck no apparently vinegar, vinegar with lots of water gets rid of stains in your car window I'm not putting it on my putting vinegar anywhere near my car wow <laughs> <laughs> so what, what else you got what else you got um, that was that was all I had I, I will categorically say that you're better dressed than every, you're, you wear better clothes than every other Spurs member mm. I, I'll, I, I'll accept that I'll, I'll take that you'll one you'll take that one and I reckon T could beat him at music, music knowledge as well yeah, but their idea of what good music is is terrible. I'm embroiled in a debate with someone about whether Drake is hip hop on, on Twitter at the moment, so that's I taking mean, up my time. 
a hip hop in what sense? I mean, is is Kendrick Lamar hip hop really? Well, the thing is, hip hop is predominantly alpha male, and if someone talks about feelings and stuff, then they're not hip hop. Mm. I'm not interested in a rap that, song unless and someone's, someone's got getting, a gun, again shot in the face, a bitch is being slapped. <laughs> And someone's putting a zoot up someone's arsehole. Exactly. I mean, listen to Dance with the Devil by Mortal Technique. Don't that listen. is fucking hip-hop. Don't listen to that. <laughs> Do you know who my mate? That is bleak. I, a mate of mine, uh, I was talking about Immortal Technique. So if you don't know, Immortal Technique is is probably the, the greatest wordsmith yeah. in hip-hop ever. He's, he's a, his wordplay is amazing. But people always start with his the most horrific song, which is Dance with the Devil, which yeah. is nine... I'm not going to spoil it, because if you, you, it's something you have to experience. It's, it's like a fucking box set. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, a very grim box set. You have set. to sit through it and experience it. You put your headphones on. It's not something you're going to dance to. It's something you're going to remember, and, and it's something that's going to make you feel a little bit hollow inside. Um, but don't start with that if you want to get into a more technique, because you listen to it and go, I fucking can't handle this shit. Revolutionary <laughs> Volume 1. Let's start with that. And 2. Yeah. And 2. And 2. On that bombshell. Yeah, nothing else. I think Barley's, Barley's probably got the stamina to outrun. No way. Come what? On. No. These are fucking they, what, they run 14Ks a match? They, they probably can't, you can't beat them you at anything physical. You just did 35 the other day. You can't beat these guys at anything physical. Well, I think you could. Swimming, running, jumping. They're you gonna, could. These are fucking superhuman athletes. You're man. superhuman. No, you're not like that. We believe in you, Barley. Yeah, we believe in you. You're going to do this 26.2 miles. Thank you. You are going to do it. I bet he carries on running like another mile. Yeah. Just take the piss. I did 27 miles in under three hours. Fuck you. <laughs> what I want what I want to see is videos of your legs afterwards where where they're kind of bulging. Bolts That's through. a new thing. Yeah. I can't yeah, that, that video stayed with me with your it happened again on on Saturday. Oh, and then the leg just starts cramping. Uh, so it what are the pain, like it painful. Goes, it wobbles. It wobbles a lot. And then it just goes, it just uh, seizes up. Oh, mate. That's, why you do it? I mean, it's good for the Waves charity and all that. Yeah. And it's a personal... I've always wanted to challenge myself. Okay. Let's do it. All right. That's been the Fighting Cup podcast. Thank you so much, Bardi and Felonius, for coming down once again. I've been no, Flav. Problem. Thank you. And we'll see you next week for more Spurs chats. Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.